Hello everyone, my name is Allison Dijak and welcome to On The Scene, your weekly source for KW music, arts, film, and event listings here on midtownradio.ca. Every Thursday night, we'll be chatting all about the local happenings in KW, from live music to comedy shows, DJ sets, burlesque and drag, movies, and more. We want to begin by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral people, as well as the Haldeman Tract land promised to the Six Nations that runs six miles on each side of the Grand River, and we are grateful to be using this space this evening. Now this show will be live every week, every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m., and tonight we are broadcasting live from the Midtown Radio Studio. So there is lots to look forward to in the show tonight. We'll of course be giving you a full events rundown of all of the awesome arts and culture events happening in town this weekend. And as always, I'll be joined by a wonderful local guest. So we'll be hearing from local jazz musician, Mary Catherine Pisano this week. She just released a brand new Christmas album that has a special tie to Waterloo. And she has a release show for that album album coming up next week. So we'll get to hear all about it. Now we're going to kick things off with some local music here. Here is a wonderful cover that was recorded by local musician J.P. Sunga last year around Christmas time. This is his great rendition of Silver Bells. Oh, 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 oh,
You just heard Silver Bells by local musician J.P. Sunga here on Midtown Radio. If you're just joining us, welcome to On the Scene on Midtown Radio. My name is Allison Dijak, and we have a great show in store for you. So the song that you just heard was actually recorded as part of our Midtown Radio Holiday Song Project last year. For the past two years, we have been commissioning local KW musicians to record covers of holiday songs, or some have even decided to write their own original songs. Now, this amazing catalog of songs is now in our Midtown Radio rotation for the month of December. You can hear uh, holiday music three times during the week on Midtown Radio during our Coffee House acoustic block from 10 a.m. to noon. You'll hear some of our kind of slower, more uh, laid back covers mixed in with our classic acoustic coffee house blend. Um, you can also hear Christmas songs during the happy hours, which runs from 5 to 7 p.m. on weekdays. Again, it'll be a mix of some Christmas music and our regular upbeat sort of pop rock electronic rotation. And on Saturday evenings, if you want two hours of all local Christmas music, you can tune in Saturdays from 5 to 7 for hashtag local AF holidays. This year, we're going to have another set of some locally commissioned uh, Christmas songs uh, premiering at our holiday broadcast again. So you can stay tuned for some more local Christmas music. But let's get back to our show tonight. Over the next hour, we'll be talking all about local arts and culture events going on in KW. And later in the show, I'll be chatting with local guest Mary Catherine Pisano. Now, before we dive into our interviews, um, there are two events here that are happening in town this weekend that I want to highlight for you. So I've been seeing these events coming up for the last two months of our show, and I finally did a bit of a deeper dive on them. Um, So Descendants Brewery uh, on Victoria Street in Kitchener is known as a big music venue and events venue in town. There's trivia, bingo, paint nights, and lately they've been hosting, it looks like every Saturday night, a sparkle party night hosted by local drag queen Crystal Quartz. Now each week they rotate which event they have. They have comedy nights, drag bingo, a burlesque night, and a classic drag show. And Crystal Quartz events are creating a 2S LGBTQIA plus safe space every week at Descendants. And these events sound like so much fun. So this weekend they have Drag Bingo featuring Crystal Quartz at 8 p.m. And tickets are $20 if you want to check that out on Saturday night. And secondly, at the Registry Theatre, we have some spoken word poetry happening, which we don't see too, too often around town. This is happening Friday and Saturday. Um, Local recording and visual artist Aurora Elms is going to be performing two long poems, The Panopticon and The Music is Listening, backed by soul-based music written by Genesis 7 Productions and Quentin Rashid. So a really interesting night of some great poetry mixed with live music. That's going to be happening Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m. at the Registry Theatre, and tickets are $20. 
Now, every week on the scene brings you an events rundown of all of the amazing live music, comedy shows, movies, and more that you can check out around downtown Kitchener and uptown Waterloo. We're going to start off with our music listings tonight. So here are your music listings for this weekend. On Friday at Bobby O'Brien's, you can catch Homer Watson Boulevard, the band, not the street, performing at 8 p.m. At Descendants on Friday night, you can hear Kevin Coates and Don Featherstone also at 8 p.m. The Falls Road Pub has music on Friday night. Stephen Elmo Murphy will be there. And on Sunday afternoon, you can hear A New Ground starting at 2 p.m. The Hub has some awesome live music on Saturday night. Teeth with Rust, Mourn, Soul Pace, and To the to the Bloody End at 8 p.m. At Jane Bond, we have two DJs coming your way on Friday night. Ladies of the 80s with DJ Trent. And on Saturday night, Silent Sid has another edition of Funk Pop A Roll. At the Jazz Room, you can catch Ted Gibbons on Friday, Jesse Ryan Group on Saturday, and the Adam James Quartet all the way from Los Angeles on Sunday. And lastly, at the Rich Uncle Tavern on Friday night, you can catch Woody Woodburn, and Saturday you can catch the Odetleys. To see the full listing of all those events again, you can always check out our brand new website, onthescenekw.ca. Now, On The Scene is proud to bring in local guests each week to be part of our show and share in discussing all that is happening in the Waterloo Region's arts and culture scene. My guest tonight is local jazz musician and music teacher, Mary Catherine Pisano. Mary Catherine has been working steadily as a performer, freelance vocalist, music educator, vocal coach, and music director in Waterloo Region. She released her critically acclaimed debut album, You're Gonna Hear From Me, in 2017, and just last month released her second album, Christmas Live at the Jazz Room, and that's the jazz room in Uptown Waterloo that she's talking about. Mary Catherine couldn't join us this week because she directs a choir on Thursday evenings, but earlier in the week I had a chance to chat with her and hear all about her journey as a local jazz musician. So let's hear from her now. Um, So let's dive into your music a little bit. Uh, So you went to the University of Waterloo for music. Was that sort of always your plan growing up? Like, did you know you wanted to study music professionally? Yeah, it's this strange thing of it almost didn't even seem like an option. It was just that, yeah, I'm going to go to school for music and Mm -hmm. that's going to be what happens. There was never any plan B of what else I would study or any other thought that entered into my mind. It was like, yeah, you're going to go to school for music. (laughs) So that was kind of the plan all along for sure. And University of Waterloo was a great program for me because... um, I kind of wanted to stay local, but I didn't necessarily want to go through an opera program. Mm -hmm. So University of Waterloo offered the classical training, but I still got to take some drama classes and explore some other parts of my voice at the same time too. So I really enjoyed that experience. 
for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So you now are performing as, as a jazz singer. Were you able to, um, were you sort of working on that when you were in school or was it sort of a, a passion on the side where it was like, okay, I'm getting this classical training, but I, I'm exploring jazz songs and jazz techniques, uh, sort of outside of that. How did that sort of come about? Yeah, exactly. It was that kind of situation of I'm really enjoying this classical training, but my heart has always been with jazz. It's the music that I listened to growing up and that I always felt in my heart was what I wanted to be singing. It's not exactly what naturally came out of my voice at first. <laughs> I was this soprano singer who grew up in choirs and mm-hmm. <laughs> was like, what are you talking about? You want to be a jazz singer? People would kind of say that to me, like, that doesn't make sense. You're a yeah. soprano who sings super high. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I kind of had to earn my stripes and relearn how to sing in that technique and mm-hmm. take take songs down some keys and that kind of thing. But I knew that that's where my heart wasn't what I wanted to be doing. And my voice teacher was great about that. She kind of, I think, knew that, you know, she let me do some musical theater pieces. And mm-hmm. I, at my grad recital, I did a jazz song and like no one else ever did that. They were all doing like the Mozart and the, yeah. you know, the Schubert. So uh, it was great. I had some support all along that journey for sure. Yeah, that's so, so special. Um, so then after graduation, um, were you finding that you were able to pursue music full time or was it sort of like a balancing act of maybe like a non-related music day job and then gigging and performing in the evenings? Like it can be incredibly difficult to become a working musician sort of right out of, of school. Well, you know, because I know your brother. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have one close to you who's mm-hmm. like one of us. Um, yeah, you know, I I did go to teacher's college. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, but I was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm always the outcast. I was the one student at teacher's college who didn't want a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, wa- I was pursuing it for the sole purpose of having a side gig mm-hmm. to have some income while I built up doing music full time. So I did do that. And... I worked for a few years just doing supply teaching mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, going into music classes when I could, cause that was, I enjoyed doing that a lot. Yeah. Um, and then slowly transitioning out of that into the full-time musicing thing as my private studio grew and as the gigs started to come in more and all that stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really quite an incredible accomplishment to be able to, be a, a working musician full time. Uh, what what is some advice that you might give to someone that is wanting to pursue music and find a way to make that um, you know their regular gig? If you feel like you want to be a full time musician, you will find a way to do it. I think there's always mm-hmm. a way to work towards that. I would say a, a working artist doesn't have to be doing just music all the time right? Like you Mm -hmm. can be working on something else and working another job and still call yourself an artist and find a way to balance it and slowly kind of move away maybe from what you're doing primarily. It is hard. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat it and say this. Oh, it's so much fun. And if you're doing what you love, you won't work a day in your life. I don't believe that phrase at all. I feel like I work really hard (laughs) and it feels like work. It does not feel like fun all the time, but, um, you know, at the same time, I think the people that I know who are making it work can't really imagine 
doing something else. So they find mm-hmm. a way to do it. And if your passion is that strong and you're working on your art and you're working on continually improving yourself and putting yourself out there and, you know, making those connections, you'll find a way to make it happen. Wonderful. Yeah. And you, you certainly have done that yourself. I see that you're playing a, a ton of, of local shows regularly, playing at the Jazz Room, of course, Lana's Lounge, performing with the KW Symphony, um, and then some places, you know, outside of the Kitchener-Waterloo area as well. Um, what's been one of your favorite places to perform at over the years? Uh, I know the Jazz Room is definitely that holiday favorite. Has there been another venue that sort of stood out for you? I mean, locally, the jazz room is just such a great space. It's always been a great space. It really values musicians and is such a supportive venue for both our local community and the just the North American jazz scene, to be honest. We get amazing acts mm-hmm. coming through that space. So I would say that and the Registry Theatre in Kitchener are my favorites. Um, mm. The director of programming at the Registry, Lawrence McNaught, is a huge amazing champion of the arts and he was one of the first people to you know when you're sending out all those emails and trying to network and you know you're thinking no one's ever going to reply to this like you know (laughs) and he was one of the first people I was just wrapping up teachers college and kind of looking to reroute again and you know get going on the gigging circuit and he was one of the first people to respond and offer me a job and I'll never forget that and he continues to be just such uh, a beacon of light in this community for established musicians and for up and coming musicians and and artists of all kinds, actors, you know, everything, you name it. He's amazing. And that space is a really lovely, intimate theater too. We're so lucky Mm -hmm. to have that space. So I'd say those two, but um, probably my all time favorite was when I got to go to New York City and perform um off broadway technically we were on at um wow yeah at this venue called symphony space which was so funny Mm -hmm. because i got married in new york and our hotel was right across the street from this venue and i thought oh that'd be fun to play there one day thinking that's never gonna happen (laughs) and then two years later this gig came up and where was it at symphony space (laughs) across the street Uh. so that's just one of those moments where you're like life is pretty cool sometimes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, fantastic places to perform locally. And, and it's amazing that you've been able to to travel as well and do some of those shows, share your music with, uh, with people across the country and across the continent. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's very, I love being kind of known as the local artist, but it's also really yeah. fun to be able to branch out and sing for an audience that's never heard of you. And it's a total surprise, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So you released your debut album in 2017, so I guess three, four, let me think, three, five years ago now. Wow. I remember actually when it first came out, I remember hearing it on the radio, I think maybe on the CBC Morning Show. And and, uh, I remember hearing that thing, oh, I I remember Mary Catherine, we used to sing at church together. (laughs) And it was so exciting to hear that you had Uh, had this album recorded and I was hearing it on CBC. Um, How did it feel creating that, that first album and releasing it into the world? That was really an amazing time. The, Mm -hmm. the album came at a time where 
uh, as a female jazz musician, this we're going to get into a whole thing here probably, but <laughs> as a That's female okay. jazz musician, you're in, and like so much of the, the music industry, you're in a male-dominated industry with mm-hmm. uh, people who have a lot of opinions on what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. And mm-hmm. I had kind of endured a, a few years of that as I was just trying to establish myself and and work through and try to weed out, is this good advice? Is this just someone saying things for the sake of saying things? And, you know, and you're a young person yeah, in your course. 20s trying to navigate all that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and thinking, well, they must know more than me. They're so much older and they have so much more experience, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Exactly. And, yeah. And when I got to the point of recording the album, I was at the point of really being ready to call my own shots and to, mm-hmm. and to make, I produced it. I co- well, I co-produced it, but you know, the song selections were my idea. The, a lot of the arrangements were done either by me or in collaboration with uh, my piano player at the time. And, mm-hmm. and so, and the title track you're going to hear from me, like the first line of that, uh, that song is, everyone tells me to know my place, but that's not the way I play. And that's how I was feeling. Like, that was so resonant with how I was feeling kind of coming out of that time and saying, no, like, no, this is me. This is what I'm saying. And this is my vision. And it's not what people have told me or, you know, so getting to go through that whole process of recording with a band that I loved and then getting to mix it myself and see it come to life and you know send it off to radio stations and that whole doing that whole journey for the first time was really really exciting and Mm -hmm. gratifying so I look back on that album with a lot of fondness yeah yeah that's wonderful yeah we play it on Midtown Radio regularly it's in a few of our different rotations at different points of the day a lot in our sort of evening mix and a few in our little coffee house mix in the afternoons as well Yay. um it's, it's so so beautiful um what were some things that when you when you finished that album and you were sort of thinking like okay what comes next um you know what were sort of the thoughts going through your head of like what project comes next after after that debut album? Yeah, I mean, I think from there, I turned more to live performing again. Yeah. And uh, started working on a lot of themed concerts. So uh, stuff started coming my way. Like someone asked me, again, actually Lawrence at the registry saying, can you put together a concert of Leonard Bernstein music, which mm. was really exciting because I got to go back to my classical roots a little bit and infuse it with jazz stuff. And it was a really, I felt like for the first time it was this concert that I was kind of showcasing both voices. And Mm -hmm. so if people had only known me as a jazz singer, then they were like, oh, wow, she sings soprano too. That's interesting. You know, (laughs) that kind of thing. So um, I was working a lot on projects like that. And then, um, local singer who I know you know Joni Narita and I worked on Mm -hmm. a a project together with the Penderecki string quartet and for a while like that was all around 2019 and we Mm -hmm. were kind of thinking like do do we move forward and record this stuff or what do we do and then COVID hit (laughs) yeah so um (laughs) that kind of threw everything for a loop but I really enjoyed kind of you know because the album was out and and getting a bit more recognition because I had kind of this calling card now of an album, right? Yeah. To move into more concert work. And that was the time that I went to New York as well and, 
and and started working i recorded other projects with um a female composer who's local and who's incredible and that was really nice too to not be the leader on an album and but be the first to work on original music and you know just kind of be able to show up for the session and not have to carry the load of producing it or <laughs> mixing it of or course. anything like that so and i love working on new music i just i love that part of my life too so that was all really mm -hmm. fun so i think i felt a real calling to just keep doing what I was doing and then kind of organically figure out would there be, when the next album would be and what it would be and all that stuff. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we're going to take a quick little break now and uh, listen to one of the songs that is from the new album, the next project uh, in the second half of our show. We'll, we'll chat more about what happened post pandemic and sort of how the next album came about. But uh, just in November, you released a new album called Christmas Live at the Jazz Room. And we're going to hear one of your songs from it, a cover of What Are You Doing New Year's Eve? Can you tell us a little bit about uh, this song, you know, why you chose it or, or chose the arrangement? Yeah, this song we've kind of done at the Christmas shows at the jazz room for a few years. So it was an arrangement we kind of already had in the can, but I wanted to, for the album, make it a bit bluesier and a bit funkier. And so that's kind of what you hear on the track. You hear uh, my sax player, Jason Hunter, who I love like doing his thing. And it just feels really organic. Uh, Cause it, it's live, right? So it was just the take that happened in that moment. And, and yeah. when I listened to it, when I was working on the album and mixing it, I just really loved the vibe on that track. I thought, wow, like that, the energy is just really nice on that, on that song. So yeah. Perfect. Well, we're going to hear that now. What are you doing New Year's Eve by Mary Catherine Pisano and her wonderful band live at the jazz room. <laughs> Maybe it's much too early in the game oh, But I thought I'd ask you just the same What are you doing New Year's? New Year's Eve Wonder whose arms will hold you good and tight When it's exactly 12 o'clock that night Welcoming in Maybe I'm crazy to suppose I'd ever be the one that you chose Out of a thousand invitations you'll receive oh, But in case I stand one little chance Here comes the jackpot question in advance What are you doing?
just heard What Are You Doing New Year's Eve by Mary Catherine Pisano. Now in the first half of our show, we gave you the music listings for this weekend, and now we're going to give you the rest of our events listing here. So in comedy in KW this weekend, on Saturday, you can catch another edition of Together We're Boisterous, an evening of stand-up, improv, and musical comedy hosted by Pinch Cabaret. That will be happening at TWB Brewing at 7.30, and tickets are a sliding scale of $10, $20, or $30. In films this weekend at the Apollo Cinema in downtown Kitchener, you can see the 30th anniversary of Batman Returns, They have all-you-can-eat cereal and cartoons on Saturday morning. You can see One Piece film Red. They have a bad sweater party featuring Love Actually on Saturday evening. Ashgrove, Willow, and She Said. At the Princess Original in Uptown Waterloo, you can see The Menu or Neil Young Harvest Time. And at the Princess Twin, they'll be screening Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, the Fablemans, and Banshees of Inertia. And on the stage this weekend, at Descendants on Saturday night, they have Sparkle Party Drag Bingo featuring Crystal Quartz at 8 p.m. On Friday at The Hub, Cinched Events presents Frozen Flame Drag Show with Kimmy Couture and Lady Boom Boom at 9 p.m. Tickets are $44, or you can add on a VIP meet and greet for $57. At the registry on Friday and Saturday, you can hear Aurora Elm's two spoken word poetry performances. The show starts at 7 p.m. If you want to catch any of those names or times again, you can head to our website on the scene kw.ca. Now, earlier in the show, we started talking with Mary Catherine Pisano, local jazz performer, about her journey as a jazz musician, releasing her debut album, and becoming a full-time working musician in town. 
In the second half of our conversation, we're going to chat all about her brand new album released just a few weeks ago. It's a Christmas album that was recorded live at the Jazz Room in Uptown Waterloo. So I would call this a hyper-local album. Now let's hear the rest of our conversation now. I'm here with Mary Catherine Pisano, Waterloo jazz musician, and it's finally time to talk all things Christmas. If you've been listening to On the Scene the past couple weeks, you know I'm a little excited for Christmas and Christmas music, so I'm very excited to be chatting with our guest today. Uh, Mary Catherine released a brand new Christmas album on November 18th, and this is a pretty special album because it was recorded live right here in Waterloo at the Jazz Room. So congratulations, first off, on this release. It's super exciting to get another album out into the world. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it is very exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when this album was sort of coming together, I mean, did you know that you wanted to record a live album? Was this something that you'd been hoping to do for a while? Uh, how did it come together to think of doing a live recording at the jazz room? Yeah, you know, I, I love live albums. I would mm-hmm. say I probably listen to live albums more than I listen to studio albums. I just love the energy of a live album. I love that they're they're not always perfect, you know, that there's just this feeling, this vibe on the album that you can sense that you know when you're working on a studio album as much as i love working in the studio for jazz it's going to sound a bit more processed right and jazz is such a living breathing genre so i always knew that i wanted to do a live album i didn't and always envision doing a live christmas album <laughs> but um yeah it was always something that i kind of had in the back of my mind as something i'd want to do eventually yeah yeah and i mean as you talked about playing at the jazz room at Christmas, becoming this this tradition, I feel like it, it's a good fit, right? To kind of encapsulate that tradition and encapsulate like the memories that have been built over over the years, that community that's coming out to see you every year. Um, so nice to have that um, materialized in a way that, that you can share it with people and sort of have that to mark, mark that, that tradition that's been so special over the past couple of years. Yeah, it really is. And it's nice to have that time capsule of, you know, that will always exist now of that time when, you know, we'd always be at the jazz room. And the Grand River Jazz Society was so awesome. They came on board and and, um, are helping to distribute it. And so they kind of, you know, when I pitched the idea to them, they were like, yeah, that's true. You are at the jazz room all the time at Christmas, (laughs) you know. (laughs) That is a tradition. We should, you know, so... The venue is it is totally on board with it too, which is really, really wonderful. Wonderful. Um, so when was the album recorded? What year was it actually recorded? I was kind of thinking to myself, I'm like, wait, she released this in November. It's obviously not from this year. And I couldn't for some reason I couldn't think about how to piece that together. But was it recorded last year or Yeah, you're not the only one who's confused. Uh-huh. It, it was recorded last Christmas, last okay. December. And then we kind of knew that it would be weird to release at any time but the following Christmas. So it was always kind of intended to kind of sit in the vault for a little bit and then be released this year. Of course. But yeah, I think it was December 10th of 2021 we recorded it. 
Awesome. Okay. So almost a year ago. Very cool. Now, I think that I, I kind of know the answer to this question, but I'm curious to hear more about it. Uh, is there pressure that comes with recording a live album? <laughs> How does that yes. feel to know that like, this is the take that it has to be. How, how does that feel when you're performing and, and preparing for it as well? It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. uh, in a good way, though. You know, I think musicians kind of really like operating under pressure in a weird way. We kind of live for that. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of, you know, things going on in the world at the time. It was like, okay, we're still in the height of COVID. And then Omicron started to descend just as that date was approaching. So we're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? <laughs> and um, you're trying not to get sick, period. I mean, musicians at this time of year, singers especially, we just don't want to get sick, period, with anything. Of course. So, especially if you're recording a live album. I don't even, I don't want a cold. I don't want anything, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and we moved um, house right at oh that time. We moved at the end of November. So the pressure was really high. But that kind of meant that I was just kind of operating on that, you know, plane of just survival mode, getting through it in getting mm -hmm. to that day. Uh, but I knew the band would be fantastic. And we had the arrangements. I made sure that the arrangements and the charts were really well, you know, laid out. And so there wouldn't be any questions. And mm -hmm. we did record. This is kind of breaking news. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but we did record safety tracks that afternoon. Just okay. so we knew we had stuff in the can. So mm -hmm. say if a plate broke or a glass clinked or something right, during yeah. the show, right? That we had safety of everything that was that was clear. Okay. So then in the mixing process, you are able to kind of go in and and take those moments or, you know, if I cacked or, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> someone has a big sneeze in the quiet part of the song or right. something. <laughs> exactly. Or the piano bench creaked or whatever yeah, of course <laughs> so I think once we had that done that afternoon we all felt like okay now we can enjoy the evening we know we have stuff in the can mm -hmm. and now we're gonna have an audience that's gonna you know bring the energy up and and so and most of the stuff that you hear on the album is the live evening you know it's yeah. the authentic thing but there's little tiny moments that we I we were just all really glad we had the safety tracks Perfect. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, it turned out uh, beautifully. I've been uh, listening to it since you sent it over to Midtown Radio and had a nice listen before uh, before chatting with you. And what really stands out to me is the arrangements. Um, you were talking earlier in the first half of our conversation that you uh, really enjoy making these arrangements yourself and being involved with them. I find that they're... Um, like they're they're the classics of course the the song choices are wonderful but you just find little ways to make them unique like there's an intro or there's a special outro or you've created some medleys of two songs uh put together in the track so um what was the process of creating these arrangements i i'm assuming that maybe some of the intros and outros they're like ones that are on one recording somewhere or in a movie version somewhere uh, that we don't hear that often. So how did you go about putting these together? Well, first of all, thank you. I mean, that <laughs> means so much that you really like the arrangements because mm. this was kind of the the debut album. I, I worked on the arrangements too, but this was kind of the first time that I dove in and worked on them kind of solely on, on my own okay. and with a little bit of 
you know, feedback from other people, I would kind of, you know, toss it to people and say, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, you're right. You're, you hit the nail on the head. So I'm a movie buff. I love old Hollywood. And a lot of the Christmas classics are from that era, right? Yeah, Where they might have been introduced in a movie or... Um, and you're right. Like there's little verses that I include. Um, the Christmas song, for example, which is written by Mel Torme. That's Mel Torme's intro that he did on some live television oh, okay. special in the 1960s or something. So, so, cool. um, so I kind of, I love doing verses like that. I think a lot of the time we don't hear those anymore in this era, you know, mm. even with jazz singers, they're, they're, for whatever reason, we don't sing the verses. And yeah. I love them. I think they're little gems that add to the add to the songs. So some of them are from the film. Some of them are from the original published sheet music. And I haven't really heard them in a recording before. Like, I don't know if I it's pretty rare to hear the verse of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, I think. Yeah, that one was a surprise to me. Honestly, I was kind of, um, you know, you turn it on expecting to hear something. And then hearing you sing that that one verse, I was like, oh, this is nice, but this is new. I haven't heard you. would never hear this on the radio. Um, so yeah, I love that they're like the comforting songs that we want to hear, but then also these really things that are making them very memorable for the recording that you've done. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I like including those moments and you're right. Like there's all those songs that we hear on the radio every year and mm -hmm. that we kind of almost start to expect them, right? Especially that Christmas stuff. So it was nice to kind of kind of go into the vault or go into my CD collection and say, okay, is there anything in here that we could kind of, you know, cull or bring to life that hasn't been done in a while? Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. One that stuck out to me a lot was uh, in the Christmas song as well. You have this lovely little outro of the, here we come a caroling. And the funny thing was actually, I heard that and I thought, I know that, but I don't know what that is from. And I actually ended up looking it up and figuring out what song it was. And then I was remembering that it was a song that I like played on piano when I was doing piano lessons growing up. So Aww. it was just this fun little kind of nostalgic kick of, of hearing the Christmas song, which is a favorite of mine. But then, yeah, just getting that little 15 seconds of something else that just sparked another memory in my brain. And I feel like Christmas music is so often about like nostalgia and memories. And when did I first hear this song? Yeah. You know, what movie is this associated with? So it was fun to get um, different nostalgic moments and different kind of memories uh, in one song, right? Different, like multiple moments in one song. So really enjoyed how you've put them together in different ways. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so you play with a wonderful band on this album. The album also features many great solos, uh, piano solos, um, bass solos, horn so or sax player. Um, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful work by them as well. Tell me a little bit about this band that you performed with. Oh, well, I'm just their biggest fans. I mean, every time I think, every time someone brings up my band, I'm like, I know, I love them so much. Yeah. Um, Mark Eisenman is on piano. We've worked together for the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. And he's just, you know, he lives in Toronto. He's one of kind of, he's, you know, one of those players that's just steadfastly been in the jazz world for so long and is just so reliable and also hilarious. And, <laughs> you know always has stories so he's always a really fun 
for someone who loves music history and and loves to hear stories about who people have played with i mean you can't get better than playing with mark eisenman for that whole experience um pat and um the rest of the band actually was on the debut album as well so just goes to show you how much i love them but pat uh collins has become a really great friend and he i he and i actually he's the bass player we Mm -hmm. met on my recording session for my debut album i i saw a video of him playing on youtube and i was like he's my guy i want him to play and so we met on the session we had never played together before very so but over the years has become you know he's my first call if i need a bass player pat's the first call and is like just the tone he gets on the bass i mean it's i've never Mm -hmm. heard it like that he's just such a beautiful player and his sense of time is impeccable so as a singer who loves a groove you can't go wrong with that (laughs) yeah of course and steve and i the drummer have known each other probably a decade at this point and whenever i have a drummer steve's on it i you know to the point where if someone wants uh to book us and steve isn't available i'll do the gig without drums (laughs) i just love steve so much he's just i'm just so used to hearing his drumming when I, you know, am in that context that of course, yeah, it just I just love his style so much. And he's just been such a steadfast uh, friend for for so many years. Mm-hmm. And Jason, who's on sax, you know, had a whole career as a touring musician back. He's not old, but like back in the day, <laughs> he was like mm-hmm. touring with Michael Bublé and and is uh, a really, I think, singular talent nobody plays the saxophone like him and uh his style is just so free and uninhibited and i adore working with his creativity it's just everything that comes out is just so so uniquely him so Mm -hmm. yeah wonderful yeah it's such a, a perfect combination there's just a lot of joy in the album and but also these sort of easygoing relaxing feel to it uh while having energy at the same time it's a wonderful wonderful combination um so you get to perform these songs live very soon which is exciting uh about a year after it's recording you'll be back at the jazz room for the classic christmas show um on december 16th are you performing uh with the same band for this as well Yep, same band. We're going to do the redux, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this time someone's allowed to sneeze if they want to. <laughs> yeah, sneeze all you want as long as it's not right on me. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Got to keep got to keep healthy over the holidays. Um, are you performing the album front to back? I know it, it's the album release show or sort of scattering in some other other songs as well. What's the plan? The plan is I was originally going to do the album in album order, but I changed yeah. my mind. Okay. So we're going to change up the order a little bit just in case the, the album's been out will, will have been out almost a month at this yeah. point when we do the release show. So I thought let's maybe just mix up the order a little bit. And then because as you said, Christmas is so much a time of nostalgia. I'm looking back to the debut album too. Mm. So we're going to do some tracks from the first album as well to flesh out the night. So you'll hear all the songs from the new album, but we'll, we'll toss in a few of the oldies too. Fantastic. I love it. Um, so how can folks get tickets if they want to come see the show? 
yeah, you can go to kwjazzroom.com and then scroll down. You'll see my name and there's a ticket link from there. Wonderful. And uh, I think they're $25 unless you're 30, 30 or younger, you get in for 15 bucks. So okay. that's a nice Wonderful. little, yeah. Yeah. And such a, such a nice way to celebrate the holidays. Like I feel like it's not quite December unless if I don't go to a live concert or something or see someone playing and singing and performing those holiday tunes. I feel like that makes it pretty special. So for sure. It's, yeah. it's just, it just springs comfort in some way just to hear those songs live, right? You're it like, does. Oh, okay. I'm ready for Christmas now. Yes, of course. Go to the jazz room, walk around, see the, the lights in Waterloo Park after or something. If you like, that's your night made right there. Listeners, that's what your night has to be next, next Friday. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. We, we planned it for you. Um, so is this your big sort of local holiday show for the year or do you have any others going on this month in KW? This is the big one for my jazz stuff. So mm -hmm. I, we're also at Manhattan's in Guelph on December 10th. Wonderful. So if people are more in that neck of the woods, they can check out that show. Um, and then I'm music director for some other choirs. So I have other shows going on, but it's not, it's, I'm behind the, <laughs> behind the scenes, yeah. <laughs> waving my arms as opposed to singing through a microphone. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, if people want to uh, follow along with your musical journey, uh, where can they get more information about any upcoming shows or uh, shows that you're conducting or new music? So all my shows are listed on my website, which is marycatherinepisano.com. Mm -hmm. And you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm MC Jazz Vocalist on Instagram and Facebook. It's facebook.com slash MC Jazz Vocalist. So I post all about stuff on all those platforms. Perfect. Yeah, lots of lots of chances to see you uh, for throughout the month of December and in the new year too. I see you already have shows posted for January, so lots to look forward to. Do I? I forget what's going on. In well, they're they're on your website. Good. I'll I'll refer to it too. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we're really looking forward to the show uh, next week. You're going to be celebrating the album release for Christmas live at the Jazz Room on December 16th at the Jazz Room in Uptown Waterloo. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Mary Catherine. It was so nice to hear about the album and, and sort of your musical journey as a local jazz singer. Thank you, Allison. It was so nice to see you again. Yeah. So we're going to end things off with one more song from your new album here. And this one was one of my favorites from the album. It really stuck out to me. It's called Manhattan in December. It's track number eight. And I actually hadn't heard this song before, uh, but absolutely loved it. Where where did it come from? Is, where Where's the song from? This uh, I love the song too. And I don't think a lot of people do know it. I think it's kind of this hidden gem it's recorded by a new york singer uh ann hampton calloway okay. who if you might not know her well hopefully you know her name but she is famous because she wrote the theme song for the nanny the fran drescher oh, show oh that's so yeah. cool okay. yeah that's so um, <laughs> yeah but i came to know the song through um an album called christmas at birdland which is from okay. um a new york band that i love and billy stritch is the piano player on it and the vocalist on it on that album mm -hmm. and I first came to know it through that and I thought oh my gosh that is such a cool song that yeah. so sounds like it's from the 1940s or 50s but is 
new. So mm-hmm. I think it was recorded in the, in the late 90s originally. But yeah, it's a really fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's so nice yeah. to hear. I love that song too. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for chatting with us. And uh, we're going to end things off here with Manhattan in December by Mary Catherine Pisano. April in Paris is grand. Who could deny it? October in New England is delightful. You must try it. June, July, and August Straight to Venice by the sea But when the sky turns chilly There's just one place That I really want to be I love Manhattan in December I like the vague apple dipped in snow Christmas everywhere With colored lights to spare And Broadway looking great in winter glow I love Manhattan in December Give me Central Park Where the trees are bare Skate around the lake Or catch a cold snowflake Or ride a carriage through the crispy air Sitting in my cozy flat on 44th Street Playing that King Cole and putting up my feet I'm looking out my window thinking Gee, my life is sweet Hell's Kitchen looks like heaven in the snow By now you know I take Manhattan in December Will amaze Shop until you drop In the town that doesn't stop It's the hippest place For happy holidays Mary Catherine Pisano's song Manhattan in December from her brand new album Christmas Live at the Jazz Room. You can find that album wherever you listen to your music or you can purchase a copy online or at her album release show next week on December 16th at the Jazz Room in Uptown Waterloo. Well, we're getting close to the end of our of our show tonight, but there's two more events that I want to throw in for you before we wrap up. On Friday night at the Sugar Run, if you're looking for some great cocktails and some great music, DJ Good Doctor is going to be there with another edition of Music for the Masses Retro Rewind. The music starts at 10 p.m. and it goes late and there's no cover. 
Also on Friday night, if you want to catch a local concert before going dancing at Sugar Run, you can hit up the Yeti Bar in downtown Kitchener. There's another show put on by Pink Lemonade Records, a great independent local music record label. Uh, They're going to be presenting Yeah, No For Sure, Charlie Weber and the Glorious Failures, and a surprise special guest. The show starts at 7 p.m., And tickets are $10 or pay what you can. Well, that brings us to the end of our show for tonight. Thank you so, so much to our sponsors, the Downtown Kitchener BIA and the Uptown Waterloo BIA for supporting us and allowing this show to come out to all of you listeners every single week. On the Scene is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Matt Rappelt, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. And a special thanks to my guest, Mary Catherine Pisano. It was so great to chat with her early in, earlier in the week, and I'm glad that we could air her interview tonight. Now, if you stay listening to Midtown Radio, we have the second episode of our newest show here on Midtown Radio, Afro Nights with Digi Millennials with Peter Pierce Elosia. He has an amazing DJ coming on his show tonight. They're going to be playing some great tracks and chatting all about African culture in KW, spinning some amazing music from some different African musicians. It should be a lot of fun. So don't go anywhere and get ready for a fun night of music. If you tune in next week, you can catch another episode of On the Scene, highlighting all of the great arts and culture events happening around town. If you ever have events that you want to submit to us or you want to get in touch in any way, you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at Midtown Radio KW or email us at MidtownRadioKW at gmail.com. Well, that is all the time that we have for this evening. You can stay tuned to listen to Afro Nights with Digi Millennials, and I hope you have a wonderful evening.